you know, brothers and sisters in the ministry, go for it, you know, just take that next step. Hi, folks, and welcome to Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, an initiative of the Pro-Life Guys podcast where we explore the lives of the incredible men and women who are making sacrifices for the benefit of the weak and vulnerable, the pre-born children of our country and from around the world. Today, I'm joined by a very good friend and a very cool guest, Father Justin Huang. How are you doing? And thank you for joining us. Uh, Doing very well. Excited to be here because just love sharing about pro-life. Good stuff. Well, I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. But before we dive into kind of your your role that you've been playing in the pro-life movement um, in the Archdiocese of Vancouver, I'd love to just mm-hmm. get to know you a little bit better. For the sake of the audience, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. Yeah. So 41 years old, grew up in Richmond, British Columbia, wasn't raised Catholic, uh, started going to mass when I was 13, had a profound conversion experience entered the seminary after high school, became a priest 15 years ago. Um, I love Jesus with all my heart. Can't tell you how much I I do. I also love sports. It's so much fun. (laughs) So really, yeah, and it's great being a priest. Gotcha. This is good. This is something that we bonded on, um, both Catholicism and sports, because I'm a huge sports guy as well. And so every time I'm out to Vancouver, it's great to be able to connect. Let's dive into the pro-life issue then. Let's dive into mm. kind of your journey towards your passion for pre-born children, for the pro-life movement in general. Yeah. Where did that start and what does that look like for you? Yeah, I'm really blessed, Cam, that God just arranged things in my life. So when I joined the youth group, Life Team, uh, 16 years old, uh, I remember just after our retreat, we had a, a pro-life, uh, what do you call it? What's the, um, not the March for Life, that we've done Life Chain locally. And I was a new kind of excited young guy. And I was like, whoa, what is going on? I hadn't heard about the abortion issue, but that just planted a beautiful seed. Two years later, um, I heard Stephanie Gray speak. Um, We're the same age. We were both 18. And um, she just gave a powerful presentation. And then my brother started working with Stephanie, my oldest brother, Brendan, and that just planted so many seeds in my heart. I, I saw the graphic photos. I heard the statistics. I heard the truth. And then, you know, I'm just, I've always loved the truth. I want it. And so that just convicted my heart. And it grew in the seminary. We had good seminary formation here in Mission, British Columbia, and then in New York. And so, yeah, it just grew from there. That's fantastic. And I love how many of these um, people that I've spoken to have traced their their origins back to Stephanie Gray Connors, a great friend yep. of ours, um, founder <laughs> of CCBR, obviously. And so I think well, it's very cool her. how yeah. how yeah. many um, people she got going in the movement here. And so yeah. from More then, so you, you get involved um, in your teenage years, you get more and more involved mm-hmm. as you become a priest um, and with the parish um, that you shepherd in the Archdiocese of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I'm curious... 
Are there any kind of memories that stand out over the last however many years from your time doing pro-life outreach, doing pro-life events and whatnot that are really memorable for Mm -hmm. you? And, And if so, could you share one or two of them? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the one that stands out the most is um, something that just happened recently back in February. So I've been pastor here at St. Anthony of Padua for seven years. And I'd say for the past three years, we would spend four weeks every, let's say, February. And we would call it the theme of all the homilies was pro-life parish. And this year, finally, after some preparation during the Sunday homily, I told the people we showed graphic abortion photos, we explained it, and it convicted so many hearts. And I think the reason why that one stands out to me is because I think in some ways I'm I'm being faithful. I'm trying to be faithful to my vocation. As a priest, I must speak up. I must be that prophet. And to see that we did something that was right, that, that we did something that impacted people. I mean, really good, positive feedback. Actually, sorry, that homily, and it was mostly watched on YouTube, got 2,060 views over that weekend. So that's good for our parish. And uh, when I talked to people um, who came for communion, very, very well received. And, and it shocked people but because, of course, the pictures, they're not ready for it. And that was beautiful. So that's one. I don't know what you think about that, if you want to respond to that. I have, I have two others that come to mind, but go for it. Gotcha. I, I think that's fantastic. And I, I've been so encouraged by your ministry at St. Anthony Padua. We've had the opportunity to partner on a few different projects. And I've yeah. been blown away by the response of the congregation at St. Anthony's mm-hmm. um, in their in their passion, in their interest. And, and I think that's beautiful that you're able to share that. I, uh, we've spoken on the program with Father Frank Pavone from Priest for Life, who oh, shared yeah. similar kind of sure. stories of sharing with congregations the, the truth yeah. of what abortion does to a preborn child to mm-hmm. anchor the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really neat. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd love to hear the, the other um, kind of experiences that you've had as well. Yeah, the, the next one that comes to my mind is um, three people in our parish, I mean, shared their own healing from abortion. So two women and a man. And for them to get up in front of the uh, parish and go public with their sin and then God's mercy and their healing and the strength, that's, again, really healing for a lot of people. And it becomes more and more normal to say, I stand up for life, even if I've made a huge mistake, a huge sin in the past. I mean, just to see the growth in openness and then other people tell them later after mass, well, thank you, something similar happened in my family, etc. cetera. Um, and, and the final great little story is just in March, um, it was so exciting when I visited the classrooms at our St. Anthony Padua school, the grade sixes brought up the issue of abortion. And what really hit me on this one is my best class visit ever is that the parents are talking to their kids and some of those parents are doing a phenomenal job communicating the, the value of life, the, the life of the preborn. And so when the grade six get that, I mean, that's really a good culture change for our small parish. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's so beautiful, especially, yeah, the, the parents kind of passing this on to their children because tragically there's far too many parents who 
whether they wait too long or whether they're just uncomfortable having that conversation. And then they find out years later that their daughter had an abortion when she was 18 or, or something like yeah. that. It, it's absolutely heartbreaking. So, so encouraging that, that they're having yeah. that. And for that, that um, second story as well of just a courage from those people sharing their own testimony and really sharing the true nature of the pro-life movement. This isn't a movement that wants to stand up on a soapbox and condemn people and point down at people right. and, and try to elevate ourselves above others. But rather, when we see those decisions in the past, we want healing. We want hope. We want reconciliation yeah. for those yeah. people. Yeah. And then we want to walk with them on their journey forward so they can help others not make that same decision. So I think that's absolutely beautiful. Um, the last question, Father, that, I, that we love to ask, and a, a bit of a, a different angle on it for you with, with your um, priestly vocation, is for somebody who is a, a member of the clergy, whether a priest or a pastor involved in the church leadership at their home congregation, what would you say to them to encourage them to be more actively pro-life in their congregation, yeah. more direct, more engaging with their congregation? Yeah, I, I think to my brother pastors and priests in the Lord's Vineyard, I think the best place to start is start with your heart. A lot of us are pro-life and sometimes we just don't know where to start. And so a great way to do it in a homily or a sermon is to say to our people whom we love to say, you know, I'm wrestling with something and the people want to hear what you're wrestling with. And you say vulnerably and you say, you know, I'm wrestling with, um, the pro-life message with abortion. I, and you know, you could, I've said this before. I don't know how to tell my, I say to people, I don't know how to say this to you. I've actually said in homilies, I'm trying to strike the right tone here. I'm trying to call you to be better, but I'm not trying to overwhelm you. And I think when we're just really clear and vulnerable, that's the best place to start. And it grows. That's where I'd start. I mean, I have more to say if, if you want me to add. <laughs> I, I would love everything, but I think that's a, a great starting point of just that vulnerability that you might not have all of the answers, but you want to have them. And you think that it's an important topic to to touch yeah. on. But I, I, I'd love to hear about whatever other suggestions you'd have. because yeah. I, I so it, it starts there. there. It, it, yeah, it really starts there that we, 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 you know, kind of break the ice. And you let people sit with it, that this is something important to father. And you don't want to hurt people, but, you know, because that's a typical reaction. Well, some people will be offended. Some people will be hurt. Some people will be shocked. But you start there. And then some months later, again, you listen to the reading, see how God is speaking. And then you revisit it again. And basically what I've done, and it's just a grace from God, is that every year we just go deeper. So how did we get to the point where we actually showed graphic abortion photos? And Archbishop Miller, he knows about it. And he was okay with it. And again, I didn't get one complaint from our parishioners. I got one complaint from someone who doesn't even belong to our parish. And it wasn't a fair complaint. So this is really well received. So my point is, how did we get to that point where something so unusual happened at Mass in, in a very well-prepared way? And we got to it because we, I mentioned it two years ago. I said, I think we're growing in our, our love for life and in our courage that I think we're ready I think in the future, I said, we'll have to show the photos. And then, you know what? I, I asked, I asked the parishioners, can you give me feedback? Or, or does that work for you? And, you know, the best feedback was from the parents. A lot of the parents said, you know, Father, um, I support it. But just let me know, because I've got some very sensitive younger children. 
just let us know because I, I don't think they can handle it. And so even that day when we show that Sunday, when we showed the photos, we gave warning before mass and during the homily. And then, you know, some kids turned away and then other kids chose to watch. And again, no complaints. So my point is you start gradually and you build and God will take you. Amen. That That is beautiful. And I love that dynamic relationship with the, the parish, with the congregation and, yeah. and having that understanding. I, I think that a lot of pro-lifers are, they're worried that, you know what, I, I have to, nobody's going to want this to be in, mm-hmm. in the message that I'm sharing. And so either I'm going to have to not, not include the images or I'm going to have to spring them upon people because everyone's going to turn right. away if I give them notice. Ah. And yet I think that your example is a perfect, perfect example that you gave very, very clear heads up of this is my intention. This yeah. is why interaction with the congregation. And then you get 2,600 yeah. views of the homily. Yeah. That this isn't something that ish, um, that, that kind of ballpark, that this isn't something yeah, that yeah, normally yeah. you would get hundreds or thousands and you got 14 views that week because nobody wanted to see um, another abortion right. anomaly. Um, I, I think that's right. beautiful and, and speaks to the value of that clarity, that transparency mm-hmm. um, and building that relationship with the congregation. So I think that's phenomenal, Father. If I could ask, maybe uh, add one final thought is that I think for us priests and pastors, the Lord is calling us to be more bold. Because I think what we've done in the past is we, we kind of bind our, our hearts and our hands and we want to say something. We don't know where to start, but the Lord is really calling us to more courage. And so I keep on praying. I say to Jesus, you know, I, I want to do your will. Show me how. Open up doors for us. And sometimes we make mistakes in our in our ministry, but he redeems it and, and we try again. So you know, brothers and sisters in the ministry, go for it, you know, just take that next step. Amen. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Father, for joining me today on this Humans of the Pro-Life Movement episode. It is so cool to get people from different walks of life um, and showcase how you can be actively and passionately pro-life, regardless of what your vocation, whatever your your job or your ministry is, you can be actively pro-life and actively transforming our culture together. So um, thank you very much for joining. And for our audience, if if this is new to you, please check out our other episodes of Humans of the Pro-Life Movement. You can find them here on our YouTube channel. You can also check out our other content, our flagship Pro-Life Guys um, podcast, where we cover um, different apologetics questions and, and different ways to navigate conversations about abortion. You can also check out our monthly roundup of the important and interesting abortion-related news from around the world, talked about through a pro-life perspective on The Pulse. You can find us on all your favorite podcast catchers, as well as on YouTube and our website, prolifeguys.com. Thanks so much and hope you have a great rest of your day.